0: Hello and welcome to the 22nd episode of the Offseason Champions Podcast. I'm Sean and this is a podcast dedicated to the Washington Redskins. So, coming off their bye, the Washington Redskins play the New York Jets in what is one of the ugliest games that I've seen this season. Redskins collect their ninth. Loss on the year, bringing their record to 1-9. and nine. This game wasn't just bad. It was pitiful. I don't have anything really good to say about this game at all. Um, it was ugly from beginning to end. Um, it's not all doom and gloom. There are some bright spots, obviously none of which will affect this season, but there are some bright spots for the future, so let's get into this game. So I, like I assume most of us did, started this game excited. We were playing the Jets, a 2-7 and seven team who was terrible, just lost to the Miami Dolphins and beat the Giants. Um, Dwayne Haskins was getting his second career start and his first start in FedEx field at home. Um, it has all the makings for an exciting game. Dwayne Haskins with the potential to have a big game against a bad New York Jets team. Boy, was I sorely mistaken, man. This game from the very beginning, just, it felt off. I mean, I, I, Dwayne Haskins just couldn't get going. Um, just couldn't get in rhythm. Couldn't get a momentum going. The one play he had for, I believe, it was around sixty-seven yards, an absolute bomb. Got out of the pocket, um, was out in the flat, an absolute bomb to McLaurin uh, for around sixty-seven yards. Gets called back because of a holding penalty on Brandon Sheriff. Then Sheriff takes his helmet off, adds an additional penalty. It just took the wind out of me. Just, you know, anytime anything good happens, you're just like, where's the flag? What What is going to bring this back? What is going to negate this? And, I mean, Haskins and looked in, like an effortless pass, a beautiful bomb to McLaurin. And it gets called back. And that's where the drive ends. So this entire game, like most of these games, uh, you know, we've never really felt like we were in it I mean I know this is the Jets they're a terrible team this year and to be completely honest the Redskins are an absolutely terrible team this year as well but I went into this expecting it to be competitive expecting Dwayne Haskins to you know knock some of the the rust off early on and get going and he just didn't get going at all I mean I think he had something like 50-some yards in the first half. Um, He finished the game 19 for 35, 214 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. And both those touchdowns came in the fourth quarter. But the first three quarters were hard to watch. As a fan, as someone who is optimistic about this team, I was beyond frustrated. Um, The Jets looked like they were just scoring at ease. Uh, Sam Darnold literally going up and down the field, no problem. Their defense, disruptive. Um I mean Sam Darnold went 19 for 30, 293 yards, four touchdowns, and one pick. It's crazy to me. Um that we are struggling this much. I I, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. Uh I guess what you could say on the positive side, that Dwayne Haskins finished the game strong. He never shut down. He never started throwing picks. Uh, he forced the ball a couple times. And McLaurin bailed him out once. Um, but he did finish the game strong. Fourth quarter, two touchdowns. Um, yeah, one to Darius Geis on a screen pass and a second to Jeremy Sprinkle. Um, but is that enough? I mean... At that point, you know, the game's over. Uh, it We are already down uh, a ton. And is that enough? Hopefully it's something he can build off of. Some Hopefully it's some momentum he can carry into this week at practice and next week. Um, I, but I don't know. I, I mean, I really don't know. He's got to feel good about the touchdown passes. I mean, Darius Geis, the screen pass... Yeah, Darius Geis made that happen. And the pass to Sprinkle with the two-point conversion he had as well. I mean, you got to feel good about something here, right? And I I don't know. I hope it is something that he can build off of. I hope that him throwing the ball downfield and getting a little more confident throwing the ball past the line of scrimmage and making positive yardage, I hope it's enough. I really do. Uh, I know in previous podcasts on um, Twitter, I've said, these games are going to be ugly. These games are exactly what Dwayne Haskin needs for his development. And I still stand by that. It's important to remember that he's a rookie quarterback, that the front office and some of this team wanted to sit him the entire year because he wasn't ready. And what he desperately needs is playing time at the NFL level. And this game is exactly what he needs. He got... He got touchdowns, uh, which was most important. And again, he finished the, yard with, uh, finished the game with around 214 yards. But what happens next? What happens if we go into next week and he doesn't score until the fourth quarter? <sighs> Listen, it's the Dwayne show for the rest of the year. Uh, Monday of last week, Callahan finally announced that Dwayne Haskins would remain the starter for the rest of the season, which is great. It takes all the guessing out. It takes all the going back and forth and the confidence that would be killed in Dwayne Haskins if he did not remain the starter. It takes all those questions away and allows him to build a rapport with the coaching staff, uh, further his rapport with his receivers, and just have the confidence week in, week out, no matter what happens, to know that he's the quarterback. And again, he desperately needs this time, and this team desperately needs to see what Dwayne Haskin has. Because at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know how many wins we're going to peel out by the end of the season, but we're going to have a really good draft pick in 2020. And this team needs to know what they have in what these players are and what their needs are. And if we are in a position where we need to trade back because there's arguably two of the best quarterbacks coming out in the draft and teams want to move up for them, then we have to know understand where we need to move back to. And if we need a quarterback at the end of the season, then, you know, we need to know that as well. So I don't want to come down on Dwayne Haskins as saying he's—the potential's there. the, The potential is definitely there with Dwayne Haskins. He needs this. And as much as it pains me as a fan and pains me as a diehard Reds fan to just see these games and the absolute frustration I feel, it also uh, keeps me at ease knowing that he's getting that development, that he's, he's progressing as a player and he's getting what he needs most, which is in-game experience and real-world experience against some of arguably the best defenses in the league. Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator for the Jets... He threw a ton of stuff at him this week. Uh, I can't tell you how many times they had seven, eight guys come up to the line, and then three or four would peel out, and they would just rush three or four guys. Um, and Dwayne had to understand all those reads, understand his protections, and keep track of all those guys. And he did a pretty good job most of the game. His one pick came on a play, which I don't want to blame Trey Quinn completely, but... Uh, It looked like he moved after the ball came out of Haskins' hands, and it was picked. Unfortunately, it was picked on our, like, 10-yard line, and it set up another Jets score. But um, I think Haskins was pretty conservative with the ball. The first half, overly conservative. I can't tell you how many times he threw the ball behind the line of scrimmage on these little screen dump passes to our running backs, or, um, uh, yeah, I, I... I don't want to make excuses. He's got a lot to learn and he's definitely has to do a lot of things better. But that's what these games are for. Uh, right now, we are one and nine. We lost to the Jets 34 to 17 and we are now one and nine. And this season, for all intents and purposes, doesn't matter. We're not coming back, we're not making the playoffs. So allow this time for all of these players to develop and to build a rapport with the players that you want here next year. And we have a really young team. Um, I mean, just looking at the two offensive uh, explosive players that we had, I don't even want to call them explos- explosive, but the the players that played well this game, as always, Terry McLaurin, um, and for the first week back, Darius Geis. Uh, Darius went out week one, and he'd been on IR. This was his first game back. And I got to tell you, I was a little concerned with him coming back. Uh, You know, I know AP was getting a lot of touches. And I was a little concerned with the, um, I guess, the health and the carrying, uh, the the splits in the carries between these two guys. And I got to say, Darius Geist looked impressive. He runs with a fire that I haven't seen from AP in a while. Um, AP does these giant jump cuts And Darius Geis was just running through guys. And I haven't seen a running back do that in the last couple of years. And it's, it was refreshing to see. Um, I was ecstatic with what Darius Geis put together in this game. Um, You know, he didn't get overworked. He had seven carries for 24 yards. And again, he had the one reception for 45 yards and a touchdown, um, which again, isn't being overused. It was a good mix considering the amount of plays this team ran. Um, and Adrian Peterson ran nine carries for 25 yards. Uh, so I think it was an even split on the carries. It just looked like Darius Geis was more explosive. And I was impressed with what he did. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do the rest of the season. And hopefully when Bryce Love comes back next year, the combination of Darius Geis, Bryce Love, and FAP still in the building, or Chris Thompson... I mean, that's a pretty good running back room. I said that this year, and, of course, Darius Geis went out for several weeks, and now Chris Thompson is hurt, and we're left with Adrian Peterson and uh, Smallwood. But, I mean, that is something to be positive about. It's something to look forward to. Darius Geis coming back next year is really positive. Uh, and, again, Terry McLaurin, three receptions, 69 yards on four targets. Um, And Kelvin Harmon. Kelvin Harmon had five receptions for 53 yards on six targets. Those guys, those three guys, Terry McLaurin, Kelvin Harmon, Darius Geis, made up your receiving leaders. And all of them, although Geis is on his second year, all of them are young guys under contract for the next couple years. And it's exciting to know that we are building these young weapons. We, we were building this offense around these young guys. Um, for the last couple of years, we've been taking defensive picks uh, in the first round of the draft. And at a certain point, we need to start investing back on the offensive side. Um, one of the bad sides of this game, our offensive line was not great. I mean, they just weren't great. I, Mo- Morgan Moses, for the amount of interviews and the amount of time he runs his mouth, He's a problem. He's a liability on this offense, and he likes to talk and he likes to get in front of the press, which is fine. But you know, back it up um, and be a leader out there. Donald Penn uh, had an all right game, but he when Dar- uh, Brandon Sheriff got that holding call, he took he he let it be known that he was upset, and in his post game presser, he was uh, I, I I wasn't a presser, but. At talking at his locker after the game, he was upset. I mean, I saw some video of him. He looked fired up. And, you know, our O-line needs to be better. We have we have a big problem next year. We have a lot of needs on this team. And we have a few draft picks. And we have a lot of high-value um, veterans that we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do with. Um, but we need a lot. Our offensive line... Right now is, I think, Chase Rouye and uh, Morgan Moses are the only two under contract into next year. Eric Flowers is a free agent, and we should lock him up. We, we gave him a chance, and I hope he gives us a hometown discount uh, and we can lock him up for a few years because I really think that Bill Callahan, as an offensive line coach, uh, revitalized this guy's career. He has moved him to guard, which he's the one bright spot of this offensive line. Donald Penn has been playing well, and you know the knock on him is he's old. And so we have some big offensive line needs next year. We need a left tackle if we can't get Donald Penn back. Even if we can get Donald Penn back, we need a long-term solution at left tackle. Uh, we need to lock up both of our guards. We have a center who struggled yesterday, but for the most part is all right. And a right tackle who's a liability. So offensive line is a huge need next year. Uh, tight end, a huge need. Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed, both gone still. Uh, we we have no tight end depth to speak of. Jeremy Sprinkle had the touchdown, but we ha- we need tight ends. We need playmaking tight ends um, because Jordan Reed looked phenomenal in the offseason season. And his entire season was lost because of a helmet-to-helmet hit, and he's back on IR. And we don't even know if he'll ever play football again. Um, I haven't heard anything from him or his camp. Um, we need quarterbacks. We need wide receivers. We need linebackers. We we need a lot. Our our D line seems to be fine. We seem to have locked that up for the next couple of years. We have young guys who are playing all right, but they're not playing great. And so for the longest time, you know, I was been talking about these guys, this team is loaded with talent. We are full of talent. We are full, full, full of talent. And our coaching staff is not utilizing them. We are not getting the most out of our team. And... I'm to the point now where I'm concerned that maybe we don't have the talent. (laughs) Maybe I've been wrong this entire time. Maybe it's not the coaching staff. Jay Gruden got fired. Uh, Minuski's still there, and I do believe he is one of the biggest problems with this team. Uh, I'm not sure why he's still here. I'm not sure what Bill Callahan sees in him. Maybe it's, again, the season's lost. We don't want to change continuity. We don't want to make any further adjustments, but... You know, for the longest time, I was saying, we have too much talent on this team for our coaching staff to allow these players to play this bad and to continue like this. And after this last game, I just don't know anymore. Um, You know, Deron Payne is really strong in that defensive line. Matt Ioannidis is really strong. Jonathan Allen, I haven't seen a ton from. I mean, they seem like they're all over the place. But, again, we're getting gouged. 34 points to the Jets? I mean... It seems like we're holding steadfast with some of these really good teams. We we kept San Fran close. We kept the Bills somewhat close, and then we lose one of the like this to the to the Jets. And I just don't know what is wrong. I, um, our secondary garbage this week. Josh Norman out of position twice. Uh, I can't tell you how many times a wide open receiver for the Jets caught the ball, like no one within five yards of him, and. As much as Landon Collins is a beast, and he is seems to be in on every play, he can't be everywhere. He can't make up for blown coverages every single time. Uh, he's a box safety that we're asking to work on the player on the uh, run game, and people are blowing coverage in the secondary, and it's exposing him to. It's unfair to him. It's frustrating. So, I, this game really really is almost a new low for me on this team. Um, don't get me wrong. I love this team. Uh, I love watching them play. I love talking about them. I love tweeting about them. I love everything about this team. But this was a very frustrating game. Uh, going into the second half, I, I I had nothing to be grateful for. I, we had three points. Hopkins missed another field goal. We had three points. And... it's a bummer man it's a bummer to watch this team went 16 quarters without scoring a touchdown that's insane that is absolutely insane and i I just don't know when it's going to get better i really just don't know uh jets 400 total yards to washington's 225 sam donald again 285 passing yards to washington's 171 uh Jets had 115 rushing yards to Washington's 54. Um, yeah, it, it's it's astounding. I mean, to continue to play this bad, Jets allowed two sacks to Dwayne Haskins getting knocked down six times, six sacks on a rookie. Uh, is he holding the ball too long? Maybe, but our offensive line was like a revolving door. Um. Third down efficiency, a uh, scratch better, a hair better, 37% to uh, the Jets, 41%, which the first time in a while we've held a team to under 50% on third down efficiency. But again, 41%, it's it's crazy. And this Washington team had 11 penalties. It's, it's such an undisciplined team right now. And, you know, I... Don't think anything Bill Callahan is doing is really working and resonating with these guys. Uh, there's been reports that players are upset that Callahan held a practice on the off-by-off off week before the bye. Um, and that they're playing in pads. Players are upset by this. And I get it. It's you're not used to it. You're used to playing in the Jay Gruden way of playing, where you do these walkthroughs and you keep your helmet on, and that's it. And I understand what Bill Callahan's trying to do, but It just seems like too little, too late. You either do it all season long or you don't do it at all. And most importantly, this coaching staff... uh, What happens with this coaching staff next year? Bill Callahan, I cannot imagine a world in which he comes back. Uh, And if he does, maybe his plan will work for an entire year. I can't imagine it will. Uh, But Bill Callahan, I cannot imagine he comes back. Greg Minuski should not be allowed back in the building. As soon as this season ends... They should take a box, hand him his car keys, and kick his ass out the door. Uh, and if that means Jim Tomsula has to go with him because they're a uh, a partnership or a, a pair or whatever they consider themselves, you know what? So be it. This defense is playing so bad that, you know, they used to keep us in games. And this week, they got gouged. So, Minuski doesn't need to come back. Kevin O'Connell. Let's talk Kevin O'Connell. What is the story with Kevin O'Connell? Everyone keeps saying he's the next Sean McVay. He's the next Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Is he? Is he the next Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan? Because from what I can see, I just don't see it yet. And, you know, maybe he's being stymied by coaching under Bill Callahan. And Callahan saying the expectation is we're running. The expectation is that we are a run-first team. But I haven't seen enough. I really have not seen enough from him. And... I expect a lot more. Um, If he's going to be in contention for a head coaching job, I, I just have not seen enough. And he's got a few games left this year. He's got six games left this year to prove himself, to prove that he can scheme for this rookie quarterback. He can make a game plan that this team can be successful and win. But from what I've seen, I don't see it yet. I don't see what all the hype is about. And maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I tweeted during the game. It honestly will take... Kevin O'Connell leaving Washington for him to be successful. Because time and time again, we've seen Redskins leave Washington and be successful elsewhere. So, yeah, the coaching staff. I, I I don't know if it's the players or the coaches anymore. And until we get a new coach in here, and until we get a good, competent coach in here, it doesn't really matter. Because if we get someone like we've had in the past... Uh, I just don't want more of the same. We need a complete culture change. And most importantly, the top of everyone's list, Bruce Allen. What is this team doing with Bruce Allen? We are now 1 and 9, but we're close. We have a damn good culture and we're 1 and 9. We basically turned off our uh best offensive player for the entire team, uh Trent Williams. No longer on the team. He's uh basically basically set aside. The team uh I, I don't know the exact designation that they gave him, but Trent Williams is not coming back this year. Trent Williams is never coming back to this team. And you know, I was a huge advocate for Trent Williams. I was a huge advocate for ensuring that he comes back and keeping him on this team and we just botched it. I mean, I think there was a way to fix this, and this team completely botched it. And I hope he's successful wherever he goes next because it's not going to be back in Washington. So are we close? No, we're not close at all. We're 1-9. Uh, do we have a good culture? No, we don't have a good culture. Uh, players are upset with coaches. Our linemen who... So our linemen seem disinterested and aren't performing. Our defense is not performing, but we're close and we have a damn good culture. When is Dan Snyder going to make the move and not just to appease the fan base, but with the understanding that he has failed, fire Bruce Allen. And I know Bruce Allen isn't going to get fired. I know that's not going to happen. Bruce Allen will have to resign because Dan Snyder and his relationship are so close He's going to let him leave on his terms. So when is Bruce Allen going to resign? Is it going to be before the end of the season? Is it going to be this offseason? How many more years can this team continue to flirt with mediocrity and then ultimately fail? And it all goes back to Bruce. It all leads to the top. And Bruce Allen, he needs to be replaced with a football-minded GM. And that football-minded GM needs to get the best possible coach in here and give this team a chance to win. Bruce Allen isn't giving this team a chance to win. I don't know what we're doing. And it's crazy to me that we just continue making the same mistakes over and over again. We are not going to be able to get a top-tier elite head coach if Bruce is in the building because no one wants to be undermined by the team president. No one wants to not have decision-making power and not be able to get the players they want on this team. And we found out last year when we tried tried to hire a top end defensive coordinator, we couldn't Greg Williams went to the jets. Todd Bowles went to um, Tampa Bay. I believe we couldn't land anyone. And then we bring Minuski back. So, our culture is not good. Our culture can be good. We've been drafting. We've been drafting and trying to collect guys that are leaders. And I was saying all summer long, you know, this team is trying to change the culture with the players they pick. Terry McLaurin, a captain. I mean, I went through the whole list of draft uh, drafted players. And more than half of them were captains on their team. Um, we go to Alabama because those players come from a certain breed and—, and Nick Saban plays them at a certain way, and they are at a certain caliber. And this team, as many players as you draft like that, if you don't have the coaching staff there to back it up, and the president of the team or the GM of the team isn't of the like-mindedness of these players, it's off or not. It doesn't matter at all. It really doesn't. Bruce Allen has to go. It can't happen soon enough. I'm sure it won't happen this before the end of the season. But I pray it happens before we hire a new coach. And if we're keeping him on just to get a stadium deal done, that's fine. But you move him. You move him to field and grounds. You move him to stadium division. Whatever you want to call it. But he cannot continue to be involved in the football operations. Dan Snyder has made leaps and bounds in not keeping his hand in football operations and allowing coaches and allowing the scouting staff and allowing the people around him to make decisions. He's still involved. Don't get me wrong. He's very much involved and Bruce Allen is not helping it at all. So from top down, this is going to be a crazy off season for us. We have so many needs from GM to head coach to a myriad of players That this isn't a one-year fix-all thing. No matter what happens, the expectation it needs to be, this is a rebuild. We have to get out of the, we're close, we're bringing Alex Smith back, we're close. It can't be that anymore. We can't say that we're close anymore. At a certain point, you need to say, okay, we have so many holes, we have so many needs, and... We need a coach. We need a GM. We need so many players. We can't do this in one year. This is a rebuild. And whether you just get rid of everyone from top down and try and trade as many players as you can, uh, these high-value veteran players, you cut them, whatever it may be, we need a complete culture change from top down. And as hopeful and as excited as I get by watching McLaurin, and Haskins and Geis I know it's going to be a long road And it's They could have success They could have great success in next year But I just see so many holes That we need to fill And How is this team going to do it? I really don't know um, But We're waiting till January to pick a head coach And hopefully by then we have a new GM that's all I can say is that hopefully Bruce Allen is gone. Hopefully, this next head coach that comes in is someone that completely turns this franchise on its head and we can start to build and we can start to have some success. So, other notes from this game. I know I got off on a tangent. Um, you know, again, this secondary played terrible. Uh, they pulled Quentin Dunbar, Josh Norman. Fabian Moreau, they pulled those guys. Uh, And Jimmy Moreland was in there. Our other backups were in there. And when asked about it later in the game, at at, at his presser, uh, Bill Callahan said that they were doing that to see what they have in some of the other cornerbacks, which is good. This is what the team needs to do. They need to figure out what they have in depth and who's going to be able to step up and be here next year. Because we have some high-value guys, Josh Norman, uh, Ryan Kerrigan. Alex Smith, Jordan Reed, we have players who are costing us an arm and a leg and aren't playing well or not playing at all. So this team needs to figure out what it has and prepare itself for next year, determine who this team wants back and who is good enough to play at this level. I mean, we've had cornerbacks and tight ends. We've had players that wouldn't make other squads, but they're our starters because that's all we have. You know, it's frustrating. And um, yeah, it, it's just frustrating. It's going to be a long road to get this team back to success. And, you know, I don't know if this team has it in them, to be completely honest. Um, I think we need to see a lot of new faces around this team over the next couple of years to continue to build a successful team. And again, it all starts from the top it all starts with a GM who knows football, who can talk to other football minded people around the league and entice people to come here because right now our culture is not good. We're not a damn good culture. We're a downright terrible culture and people don't want to be here. And you could see it in these players. Uh, you could see it in the way they're playing. I mean, they're one and nine and no one wants to be one and nine and no one wants to play like this, but you could see it in the faces of some of these players. They're giving up, and the, the coaching staff is losing them. They're losing them mentally, and they still have six games left this season. It's astounding to me. It was an ugly, ugly game. And, I, you know, winning solves everything. If this team had won the game, there'd be positives to talk about. There'd be... Uh, Things to look forward to to next week Uh, Things to look forward to into next season But we keep losing We are a historically bad team this year And we keep losing The only bright side of all of the losing Is that we have a better draft position And hopefully we can draft a game changer Like Chase Young Or trade back And get some O-line depth Um, But We keep losing And it is beyond frustrating Yeah you know, I started this podcast uh, months ago. I am an eternal optimistic person. I Every off season I go into it thinking, this is our year, this is it. And every year this happens. I get beaten down and beaten down. I've never been beaten down like I have this year. I've never been as close to this team as I have this year. And it is beyond frustrating. And it doesn't look like it's getting better anytime soon. I mean, I just... I don't know. I really don't know. I, I watch other games on Sunday and Thursday and Monday. And I watch these other teams. And, you know, their players, their quarterbacks, they just, everyone on the team used to have this different sense of confidence around some of these other teams. And I envy that. I wish that this team could get there. And I know they're not going to get there under their current state and under the current status quo. It's not going to happen. So... I'm very much looking forward to change in Redskins Park. And I'm very much looking forward to this team being successful again. And I'm very much looking forward to the next head coach and what they can offer. Because this team needs a complete overhaul. They need to change every which way. you know. They need to change everything about this team. And it can't happen soon enough. I know we have six games left. And I'm going to use this next six weeks to look at what... We have going into 2020 What we have going into next year um, And That's all we can look forward to Is next week Hopefully get a win Um, That's all we can hope for Is to continue finding the positives In this team and in this game Yeah So I want to talk about one more thing. Um, towards the end of this game, Dwayne Haskins went over to the offensive lineman on the bench and really tried to rally those guys. He really had a fiery tirade, trying to motivate them, uh, asking them, what can he do to help? What can he do to make them better? Just trying to get something out of these guys. And the reactions on their face, uh, it just, they were like blank. They weren't, I didn't see any fire in any one of those guys, and uh, granted, their most of their backs were to us, but some of them were sitting on the side, and you could see their their reaction. Bergstrom was sitting face on, and you could see him roll his eyes and look away. And you know, the rookie is trying to do something. He's trying to motivate these guys. He's trying to get on the same page, and he's trying to get them fired up. He needs these guys. He wants to win he desperately wants to win he wants to improve he wants to get better and he's trying to motivate his team and that was a knock on him coming out of college that it took him a while to warm up to being a leader and to to becoming that you know captain on this field and, and a commander on, uh, for the offense and he's trying to do that and I just wanted to say good on Dwayne Haskins good on him to get over there and to get those guys to Try and get those guys hyped. Granted, you're down a ton of points and you're losing to the Jets and you're in a 1-9 season. But he was making the effort and he was trying. And, you know, good on him. I really think it speaks a lot to his character and his continued development. And, you know, for the players to react like that, I, I really hope something changes. I know Donald Penn said he was calling a team meeting and I really hope that happened. And I'm sure we won't hear anything about it but I really hope it happened because yeah, you're one in nine and yeah, your season's over and there's not a lot to play for anymore, but you were all football players playing in the NFL at the highest level. And you should be playing better. Dwayne deserves it. The fans deserve it. You guys should be playing your top level that you could possibly play. And uh, he's just trying to get that from his group. <sighs> Good on Dwayne Haskins. I like to see that fire from him. I like to see him become more of this prototypical NFL quarterback that we need him to become. And um, I think all of this is going to help in his development down the line. Uh, I want to talk about next week. We got Detroit coming to Washington. This was one of the two games that Adam... uh, I'm not sure his name. that, That... reporter basically said when we were going to go two and 14 I think this was one of the games that he said we would win and um I I don't know I don't know I'm gonna continue to be an eternal optimist and I'm gonna say we're gonna win this one uh 24 to 21 I think it's gonna be a close one uh I don't know if Stafford is gonna be back he's been battling a, a back injury and I don't know if he's coming back this season at all um but we'll see but i'm predicting the redskins take this one 24 to 21 and after that we got a tough end of the year uh, we're going to carolina in december 1st and that's going to be a tough game even though cam newton's done for the year they're on a bit of a streak right now and again it's the nfl there's no easy games after carolina we're going to green bay and you know aaron rodgers is getting into playoff form and Maybe that'll be a trap game for us, but it seems really unlikely. And after that, we have our NFC East connection. Philly and the Giants at home, and we finish the year at Dallas. And, I mean, anything happens in the NFC East. Hopefully we can sp- uh, play spoiler to these, some of these teams uh, in playoff hopes. But it's going to be a tough end of the year. Um, six games left this season. Let's see what happens. Let's see what this team can do. Let's see what Dwayne can do more importantly. As always, guys, I'd like to thank you all for listening. I truly hope that you enjoying, are enjoying what I'm doing here uh, on this podcast. It is an absolute labor of love, and I enjoy doing it. Um, if you are not already, please subscribe, tell a friend, any Redskin fan. And uh, by all means, if you are enjoying the show, please leave a rating, five-star, or a review. Um, if you have the time and are so inclined, I would love to hear a review or a rating from anyone, um, anything you can do to support the podcast. It would really just help a, in a big way to get me to reach a wider audience and to get this podcast to reach a wider audience. Um, and if you guys are on Twitter, please follow me at HTTR champs. Thank you again for listening till next time.